the wheel of time turns. In the country of Gildan, four wanderers are blown together by the ice-cold winds of civil war. What hero's journey might the pattern weave on their noble path? Get a load of these ones! <laughs> this is Who's Taking Watch, a show where we play D&D in our favorite worlds to tell some improvised fan fiction. I'm Brad, your DM for this arc set in the world of Robert Jordan's The Wheel of Time. With me is Zach, playing a surly sellsword with questionable social skills. My name is Dirk, son of Nanya, son of business. Michelle, playing Tao, a young boy who's trying to meet up with his literal brothers in arms. Eleven brothers and sisters, I'm very well versed in secrets. Marty as Paige, a charismatic herbalist looking for adventure. You expect me to tell you my life story when I've barely known you three days. And Victor as Lior, an ogier who's just trying to make sense of it all. We did nothing wrong. Really? Um, we killed someone. We? Mm, that's a very generous use of the word we. And yet, our heroes live in dark times. What are we going to do against the army of the Falls Dragon? He'll have nothing to fear from us just so long as he should walk in the light. Tal, get away! Trolloc! And I'll just charge. You just hear like a... Inside of your mind. So you guys are making your way to... This is gonna go so poorly. (laughs) Their path is lined with great triumph. Natural 20. (laughs) Tremendous tragedy. That is a natural 20. Oh, Oh, God. And whatever this is. We don't need certainty. We just need a knight. (laughs) <laughs> friggin' die. <laughs> oh, we're so far off the rails. Yeah. Okay. Let's get back on track as we turn the page and begin the first chapter of Who's Taking Watch? The Dragon's Might. Do you think the Dark One could be watching us? In a dark alley, a man wearing a hooded cloak sprinted down narrow passages away from a figure in the shadows. I'll never give it to you. You're wasting your time. He turned down a corridor to find himself at a dead end. Damn it. As he turned around, he found the path he had run down was now a solid stone wall. What the hell? How did... The man with the sapphire mask stepped out of the wall and into the dim light. I don't have time for this cat and mouse charade. Give it to me and I might let you live. The young man pulled off his cloak to reveal a green sorcerer uniform from Quietwater. He had short dark hair and tan skin. On his chest, he had a small emblem of the green dragon. Mirror Legacy, triple form. In front of the man appeared three copies of himself. They all took up a fighting stance. Three? Why don't we make it more fun? Duplicates of Sapphire began crawling out of the walls and floor, surrounding the man with over a dozen copies. They quickly dispatched the three mirror images. Please! No! Oh, the time for mercy is over. I'm taking the orb off your corpse. Even if you find her, you can't defeat them all. You'll die trying. Too bad you won't be around to find out. Hmm. To be entrusted with such an important artifact, but to be so weak. 
Diamond will be pleased for progressing so quickly. He held up a necklace with a small circular orb attached to it, the inside swirling with a magical green haze. One down, eight to go. Long ago, the world was at war. But then the ten dragons arrived and changed everything. They brought peace to the world and gave us the gift of magic. Those who can use that magic are called sorcerers. But that is about to change. My name is Nova, and this is the story of how I became the first warlock. Preparation. Nova walked a dark path leading up a mountain, following a distant figure. The night was clear and the moon was full, but she couldn't make out who it was. Who are you? Where are you taking me? She ran to catch up to him, but she couldn't get any closer. Stop! What's going on? She continued to give chase until they had reached a cliff at the end of the trail. Tell me who you are! The man turned around, a tall, well-built figure with a beard and short salt-and-pepper hair. He smiled at her. Dad, Dad, is that you? Nova, I'm sorry. This was the only way. Suddenly, her father turned into a golden dragon, taking off into the sky, leaving Nova alone on the cliff. Dad, no! Please, take me with you! Nova shot straight up in bed, screaming. Beads of sweat dotted her forehead. Her breath was shaky and her pulse quick. I'm okay. It's okay. It was just a dream. Nova, are you okay? I'm fine. Sorry, it, it was a nightmare. Please, don't worry. Are you sure? Hey, can you two keep it down? Sorry. Really, it's fine. I think I'm just stressed with exams coming up. Well, try to get back to sleep. If you doze off in Dust Bottle's class, he'll have a fit. I will. Good night. Night. Briar's right. You need rest. 
getting stronger should be your top priority right now. And if you get inferior rest, you'll be at a disadvantage. Jeez, what, are you my mother? I said I'm fine. Sensitive, aren't we? I'm sorry, it just... It feels so real. Like it happened or something. And Am I... Am I having a vision? Are you asking me? I don't have any part in your dreams. No. I don't know. Ugh. I just... I just need to sleep. Hey, sleepyhead, get up! We're gonna be late. Come on, I made toast. I'm so sorry. Give me a second. Nova dashed out of Class Red's dormitory to catch up to Ren and Briar, already walking down the hall, a slice of toast in her mouth. A few months after Skarn in the training center and a rocky start to the school year, I had just started to feel settled at the tower. Fall was ending and the first snowflakes of the winter season streaked past the windows of the stairwell. Our midterm exams were approaching, and I did not feel prepared. Ah, Classroid. Kind of you to join us this morning. Sorry, that was my fault. Have a seat, have a seat. We were just getting started. Classred shuffled to their seats in the lecture hall for a history class taught by Professor Dustbottle, an elderly turtle. Hey, Nova, is your legacy tardiness? Is yours rudeness? Oi, can you two please fight after class? You're giving me a migraine. Funny, you're usually the one giving people headaches, toad breath. (laughs) (laughs) Settle down, students. Now, where did we leave off yesterday? Professor, I believe you were explaining what happened once the dragons were gone. That is correct. Although the dragons had a formidable lifespan, they sadly left us after a few centuries. Incorrect! Who said that? What are you doing? He's incorrect. I thought he should know. He is the history teacher after all. Well, I would appreciate it if you didn't just yell from my body without asking. Ha! Nova, so disruptive as usual. Well, as I was saying, anyway, once the dragons passed on, they also passed on their dragon magic in its rawest form. Dragon legacies that remain true to the original dragons are, of course, called Origins. I'm sure you already know all about that, Sabrina. That is correct, Professor. Sabrina Rozik, Legacy Tempest. Sabrina was short in stature with a deceptively youthful appearance. She had deep tan skin, dark amber eyes, and long wavy jet black hair with a braided crown. Sabrina here has the blue dragon's origin and is from one of the few dragon families here in Oakvale. Wait, aren't there any fire dragon families here? This is the fire city, right? Astute observation, Mr. Desathorn. There was indeed a lone descendant of Raina Tanwin living here in Oakvale, named Hugo Torchstone. 
but he took up arms against the tower, and as punishment he was stripped of his legacy. It was Nova's father, Knox Ravenwood, rest his soul, who took Inferno. Wait, my father was the last known person to have the origin? Is it just gone forever then? It is possible it will manifest in one of her other descendants someday. But for now, your father was the last to have that power. (laughs) Damn, your old man must have been pretty strong. Not as strong as someone who was born with the power. The way I see it, her father was no more than a common thief. You take that back! He used his legacy to protect this city. It doesn't matter how many legacies he took. In any confrontation with a true origin, he wouldn't stand a chance. Please be civil. Let's not fight again. Breezia Eris. Legacy Terraform. Breezia was a windborn with a small but strong build. He had light blue skin, golden eyes, and shoulder-length white hair that was always moving, as though a gentle breeze was blowing through it. Well, she started it. Pardon my interruption of your quarrel, but what happened to Hugo? Well, I heard that he's still out there trying to get his legacy back. And I bet he's coming after you next, Nova. Ooh. Me? I don't have it. First years, please settle yourselves. Allow me to continue. Yes, it is true that the location of Hugo remains unknown. It would be difficult for someone without a legacy to stand a chance in combat with a sorcerer. Even novices such as yourselves have an advantage over a well-armed combatant. Eh, seems like an unfair fight. What fun is it fighting somebody who can't even defend themselves? I agree. There is always a non-violent way of defusing a situation. This is the perfect segue into the first conflicts involving sorcerers. As we have demonstrated here... Classes always felt like they would fly by. Our brains filled to the brim with information before we were shuffled off to the next subject. There were days it felt grueling. Conflict may arise. Can anyone tell me what the other origin legacies are? Mr. Desafor, I'm sure you're very familiar with at least one of them. Yeah, 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 sure thing. Just give me five, four, three, two... And that's 11 on the dot. Ah, sorry, Teach, I was totally about to answer that question, too. Nova, come on. We're gonna be late for the next one, too. Hey, less yapping, more walking. If I have to listen to another minute of this lecture, I'm gonna lose my frickin' mind. Sorry, Professor Dustbottle. He means well. <sighs> Class Red. They always pick the most fiery students each year, don't they? It's all right. I'm used to it. Good luck on your midterms, everyone. Ugh, finally legacy training. I could have this class all day. What, and miss out on your herbalism and illusion classes? Ah! Stop!
stop sneaking up on us like that. Uh, maybe this is my way of training your passive perception. Or maybe you just like scaring us. Huh, that's just an added bonus. Come on, grab your winter gear. We're training outside today. Zarian led the three out of the doors of the tower onto the training field. Zarian was wearing a thick coat over his uniform with white fur lining the top around his neck. He was also sporting two golden earrings. Class Red donned their heavy cloaks on the way out the door, but Ren was still shirtless. First off, how's everyone feeling? Prepared for the exams? Oh, I've been looking forward to it all week. We are gonna clobber those other classes. I wish we knew the location of the field exams, but otherwise I think we're ready. Well, the headmaster will announce the first test tonight. That will give you some time to prepare. Nova, what about you? Oh, yeah. I'm fine. We're good. I had a rough night's sleep. Just remember, the first section of the midterm is a survival test, and it's going to take every bit of mental willpower to make it through. Try to do whatever it takes to make sure you get a good night of sleep. I know. Here's hoping. Hmm, maybe some training will wear you out. Ha, finally! I've been waiting all day for this. I actually have been, too. I think I've improved on that technique, Professor. Who wants to go first, Ren or Briar? Wait, what about me? I actually think your legacy is right on track with where it needs to be. You've got an incredible amount of control over it. Then what am I going to do? You're training with me. Ursid Longtooth. Legacy Beast Form. Sid walked up to Nova and Zarian. He had unkempt shaggy brown hair, brown eyes, and mutton chops. He was a little shorter than average, barrel-chested with a slight punch. What you need to work on is your hand-to-hand combat skills. I don't want you to become too reliant on your legacy. You excel at fighting enemies at a distance, but up close, you're at a disadvantage. That's why Zarian asked me to give you a few pointers. We don't have much time before the exams, but he is hoping I can give you some words of wisdom heading in. Now, come with me. But I want to blow stuff up! Ah, don't worry about it, Twinkles. I'll make sure to explode a few extra training dummies, just for you. Let's warm up with a jog around the field. Sid transformed into a raven to keep pace with Nova. After a few laps around the field, they met at a sparring area next to the tower's walls. Come on, let's see what you got. Fine. But please, no rats. I can't guarantee anything. In an instant, Sid transformed himself into a gorilla. A gorilla? Let's work on your dodging my attacks. Oh, pull the punches. Sid began throwing heavy punches at Nova, with Nova deftly moving out of the way of each of them. I've noticed your dexterity is excellent, and you have a surprising amount of constitution. Those will serve you well as a sorcerer. <laughs> I think you can speed these up a little. I'm just starting to feel warmed up. I already did. Now, what you really need to improve is your strength. Come at me with all you got. All right, here it goes. Nova began punching Sid, her hits easily finding purchase on his ape form. But they didn't seem to have any effect. This isn't fair. A gorilla is so much bigger than me. Of course my punches aren't going to do anything. Oh, you think it isn't fair? Hit me again. Nova threw a punch at Sid's head, but in an instant, he vanished. What the? Sid had transformed into a rabbit, launching himself at Nova's stomach, his hind legs kicking hard. (coughs) It's not about size, it's about fighting smart. Strength can also be about knowing how and when to hit, not just how hard. (sighs) That still feels like you cheated. I use the time you spend attacking me to analyze your weaknesses. After you threw a punch at me, you'd relax your core. 
<laughs> oh, yeah. I need to work on that. <laughs> Sid turned back into a human. No matter how strong or fast you get, there's always going to be someone stronger or faster. It's about fighting with your brain. Maybe I can do some mental push-ups. Let's call that a day. Just keep that in mind heading into the exams. Hey, yo, coach. How's that new training regimen I gave you working out? Ren. Well, the old class hates you for it, but I swear, each one of them managed to increase their damage by a point at least. Well, duh, they weren't going to get anywhere with that boring normal training you had them doing. Hey, Twinkles, mind if I tag in? I could use a little cooldown before dinner. Please, be my guest. All right, Ren. Our score stands at 25-24 with you getting the best of me yesterday. But today, I even the score, you little punk. Ha! That's what you think. Bring it, you furball. So, how'd it go? Well, getting kicked in the stomach definitely took my mind off of everything else, that's for sure. How was legacy training? You've truly done a remarkable job this term. Ren and Briar have some impressive new attacks. I'm sure they can't wait to show off. I know you'll be spending most of the day on preparation, but my door is always open if you need any advice or just need to blow off some steam. Just let me know, okay? I appreciate it. Thanks, Arian. The early winter sun was just beginning to set as the three made their way back to the Great Hall for dinner. After grabbing a plate of food, Xander waved them over to their table. I don't know about you all, but I can't wait to get started! I hear whatever location they pick is filled to the brim with monsters! Oh, I would love to fight an owl bear. An owl bear has a challenge rating of three. It would tear you to shreds. You severely underestimate the power of a swift kick to the nose. Besides, if I get in trouble, I have the best team in the school backing me up. I'm staying far away from it if I see one. You're on your own. Well, I bet it's going to be in a cave anyway. Apparently the last two years have been cave. <laughs> I wouldn't be so sure. My quantum calculator tells me it'll be a dungeon. Hey, Twinkles, you okay? You're normally the one who's the most jazzed up about this kind of stuff. Hmm? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm okay. I just feel really scattered lately. Anything we can do to help? Oh, no. To be honest, I don't even know what I need right now. Oh, I know. How about a custard pie? I think there was a few left over... As Ren stood up, he bumped shoulders with Savrina, knocking her food to the ground. Watch where you're going, you talentless oaf. Well, excuse me, princess. I could say the same to you. You call me princess again, and I'll thrash you so hard, you'll be drinking healing potions through a straw. It was an accident, Savrina. If you and your pathetic class get in my way in the exams, I won't hesitate to deal with you like I deal with any other beasts. Brizia, give me your plate. You can get another for yourself. Oh, uh, of course. Savrina walked off to her table. You know she's a jerk, right? Why you put up with that? She's in my class. What can I do? You're your own person, aren't you? Try putting up a little fight for once. That's easy for you to say. I, uh, I hate conflict or fighting or anything like that. Sorry, I need to go get a plate. Have a nice meal. Ugh, not even I can stand that little witch. But I wouldn't mind going up against her in the second exam. She reminds me of how I was before joining class red. All attitude. Trust me, she warms up to people. A little, anyway. Delta Quicklight, 
Legacy, gravitation. Delta, an elf, had short curly red hair and fair skin. Are you okay, Ren? Oh yeah, I'm fine. Thanks though. If you ever want to sit with us, you can. Delta. Oh, I should go. Bye, Ren. Uh, bye. How did Savrina get paired with two of the nicest people? They're probably afraid of her too. Or her power. I hear her legacy is unmatched. There's no way I'd want to go head-to-head with her. She's a bully. Bullies always get what's coming to them. We've yet to see what she can do. Tempest is quite a formidable legacy. If she has mastery over it, I doubt all of you combined could fight her and win. Well, thanks for the vote of confidence. I'm just being honest. It's a shame your father didn't give you Inferno after taking it from Hugo. Inferno is markedly stronger. I think that's one of the things that's been bothering me lately. If my father could give and take legacies at will, why didn't he give me one? Nova, come on. The announcement is happening. Oh, wait for me! The students made their way into the council hall, the headmaster waiting at the end of the room. Good evening, students. Congratulations to everyone on your first semester at the tower. I know this was a difficult few months, but I commend your courage and dedication to the craft of sorcery. Boy, she really can talk, can't she? At this rate, I'm gonna fall asleep if she- Suddenly, Ren felt a hand over his mouth. It was one of the headmaster's mage hands. I'll get right to the point. As you all know, midterms begin tomorrow evening, and they will gauge your current progress as a sorcerer. We are just as interested in seeing where your weaknesses might still lie, as well as where your strengths have grown in both team efficiency and individual aptitude. I will allow Professor Longtooth to explain the first exam. Mendel, if you would record this for the students, please. Uh, right away, Headmaster. Oh, wow, that's me. Uh, I guess I've never described myself. Um, okay, well, I've got sandy brown hair... Uh, tan skin and round glasses. Uh, Sorry, I'm I'm feeling a little flustered. Where was I? The headmaster just introduced Sid. Right, I apologize. Sid took the platform while two sorcerers brought on a large cauldron. The first exam will take place in either a forest, a cave, or a dungeon. This cauldron will randomly select one of the options and present them to us. Sid placed both hands on the edge of the cauldron, causing a burst of smoke to emit from the inside. As the smoke rose, it began to form letters in the air above, spelling the word Dungeon. Ha ha! I knew it! It was an 89% chance after all. Ugh, we're never gonna hear the end of this, are we? The test is simple. Make it from point A to point B in 24 hours. Some of the paths are more difficult than others, but you'll be rewarded with items to help you along the way. And remember, Fighting with other students is strictly prohibited. It will result in an automatic failure. Headmaster? Thank you, Professor Longtooth. For students that make it out of the dungeon, you will be allowed one long rest before one-on-one duels. Uh, Professor Rivers? Greetings and salutations, students. Professor Rick Rivers, Class Blue. I will be overseeing the combat portion of the exams. 
You may be asking yourselves, but Professor Rivers, won't you be biased because your students are in the exams? Ha! Absolutely not! It won't be! Aha! Kira knows. I expect my students to excel with their own merit. Showing favoritism would only hinder their learning environment. So, with that out of the way, the one-on-one -on -one fights will be randomly selected out of the remaining students. A simple bracket system will be used to decide who fights who. The winning student will not only receive the highest marks possible, but will also be gifted a magic item of their choice from the treasure vault! Good luck, students. I can't wait to see you all in action. That is all, students. You will have tomorrow to prepare as much as you like. The exam begins tomorrow evening at 6 p.m. sharp. Good luck. Ah, why do we have to wait so long? I feel like I could fight everybody in this room right now. This is gonna be a blast. Dungeon is the worst outcome we could have gotten, you dunderhead. The monsters are completely unpredictable, and there's barely any organic matter for me to use. But that's exactly what makes it more fun. Ah, you worry too much, Mosshead. As long as we work together, we can do it. I mean, we took down an X. That's gotta count for something. That's a good point. After all, how many other classes can say they've actually been in combat before? Eh, yeah, just us in Class Blue. Though I bet there's a good chance that Savrina and the rest of Class Gold will make it to the second exam. I'd love to see just how tough that tiny terror is in person. Come on, let's get back to the dorms. We need to work out a plan. Yeah, good idea, Twinkles. You're always real handy with those. I've been working on growing chamomile. I'll brew a pot and we can get to work. That should help you get some rest. Briar gave a wave of her hand, and a flower bloomed in her palm. Thank you, Briar. I'll have some tea. I'll need a good night's sleep because we are going to ace these exams! Meanwhile, in the ruined stone castle, Diamond and Moonstone walked a dark hallway together. Once Sapphire returns with the orb, we will strike quickly. I have a task for you. Of course, whatever you need. Do not forget our bargain, Moonstone. Once I have the power of the Red Dragon, I will return your legacy to you. Inferno will once again be yours to control. Thank you. I look forward to that day when I can finally have my revenge on the tower. The time for vengeance will come soon enough. Earn your legacy back by finding the Red Dragon Orb. Its last known location was in Oakvale. I recommend you start in the tower. Most of the professors will be distracted with their precious midterms. This one wasn't so tough to find. It's like they've forgotten how valuable they are. Sapphire stepped into the hall, tossing the orb to Diamond, who caught it in his hand. Excellent work, Sapphire. Diamond whispered draconic words to the orb, and it began to glow. It grew in size to fit in the palm of his scaled hand. There you are, hiding in plain sight. Would you like us to accompany you? No. This will be an excellent way to test my power. I will deal with her alone. The orb showed what appeared to be a swamp, with a group of people walking through. An old woman leading the way. 
As he gazed into the orb at her, it seemed like she was able to gaze right back at him. Warlock, Episode 11, Preparation. Nova is voiced by Claire Clausen. Ren and Balthazar by Nick Akins. Briar by Jackie Webb. The Lady in Darkness by Tamara Deering. Kira by Shelby Hall. Xander by Jeremy Cobb. Savrina by Chris Gideon. Dust Bottle and Diamond by Brandon Meeks. Brizia by Matthew Quaddlebaum. Sid by Bill Roper. Rick by Isaac Otterman. Sapphire by Tony Milder. Delta by Brianne Bushes. Zarian and Mendel by Zachary Burrell. Additional voices by Grant Kaltenbach. Special thanks to Wizards of the Coast. If you enjoy the show, please leave us a review on your preferred platform. Check out our Patreon for early access, filler episodes, behind-the-scenes clips, and other bonus content. Link in the show notes. Thank you for listening. Next time on Warlock, the students make final preparations for the exams while Foundation goes on the hunt. Will Class Red be ready to make the plunge into the unknown? How the hell are we supposed to sleep tonight? I can't wait to get in there. Why do I feel like I should make a few more healing potions? Ready or not, midterms begin next time on Warlock.